This is Retirement Keys with Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Anthony provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Keys with your host, Anthony Kinjemi. Welcome to another show of Retirement Keys. My name's Anthony Kinjemi with Crescent City Retirement Group. We have our fabulous co-host with us today, Mr. Tony Shore, who's going to be helping facilitate the show. We couldn't do the show without him. He's got a whole bunch of bags of tricks and some fun stuff he, we're going to be uh, sharing today. Uh, Tony actually uh, gets to, you know, interviews financial planners and specifically retirement planners all over the country. And he really is kind of a, you know, he's really a wealth. He's the, I would say, probably the best co-host in, in, in our space in retirement planning. So we're so thankful and blessed to have Tony with us, uh, this morning, Tony, thank you so much for being here. Wow. What an introduction. That's huge. That (laughs) deserves an orchestra hit right there. I appreciate that, Anthony. That was nice of you to say, uh, I have fun, but I love doing this show with you each week. You know that we have fun. We talk a lot before the show uh, about what we've been doing and uh, you're always out there with the family, you you always have something going on, and I know you keep busy there in the office, and you got a great staff. I really love working with your staff, too. I want to give a shout-out to Katie, to your wife there, to the whole staff. They do an excellent job. They, they really do, Tony. I tell you, I, I didn't, you know, over the years, you know, you, it really takes to have a real dedicated and <clears throat> competent and caring staff I guess in any business, uh, ours not being any different, uh, it's really, you know, it's something, uh, you to, to, to say, to really have, uh, you know, again, a dedicated, caring and competent staff. I mean, it really makes all the difference in the world. And, and I would say that we are blessed with that. Uh, you know, we're so pleased and so, so thankful, uh, to have the staff that we have and, you know, we're serving our, our clients every day. Um, these are retirees and, and, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, nuances, uh, each day, each year, tax time, Medicare time, estate planning, investing income, all of those things that go along with retiring (coughs) and you need to have a good staff to support you and support your firm and support your clients. And so anyway, we're blessed, man. Yeah, I think, I think you are. And for sure with that staff, uh, I know they keep you on track because you get so busy, uh, and that's nice. I, I know you love having them there, and uh, you know you have some of the family working with you, and you've been doing this a long time. And uh, I, you put together this list, Anthony, of questions that I think are fantastic. Uh, they're questions people need to ask before they retire. And uh, you know, uh, I always say this, Anthony. I'm only going to retire once. Our listeners out there are only going to go through that process once in their life for the most part. Uh, but you go through this process each and every day with your clients, with people you meet with. This is what you do. So it's really important to work with somebody like yourself who knows the questions to ask and knows 
how to get the right answers so you don't make costly mistakes and so you have the most comfortable retirement possible, right? Absolutely, Tony. Well, that, you know, that's the point of us developing these uh, top 20 questions to ask before you retire. And I would say even in retirement, obviously, these these questions, you know, it, it just dawned on me, I don't know, a couple of years back that, you know, when, as you just mentioned, you know, people retire, you know, one time <laughs> and, you know, it, it, they have to get it right. And, and, uh, and so they work with a retirement planner or they start, you know, interviewing financial planners that specialize in retirement. But sometimes you just don't know what you don't know, or sometimes you just don't know what questions to ask. You, you might have some questions, certainly, that you want to to find out about, you know, like how much income can I draw in retirement or will my money last or, you know, what are the tax implications to retirement or when should I start social security? I mean, these are, you know, common questions that people will ask and they're very good questions, but it really dawned on us that there's really, as far as, you know, I'm concerned, there's really 20 key questions that should be asked and more importantly, not just asked, but answered. <laughs> and yeah. so what we did was we went about putting together these top 20 questions that we think anyone that's embarking on retirement, that's going to retire or that is in retirement should be asking. They should ask. They should ask their uh, financial advisor. They should ask their retirement planner. They, these are you know, now there's certainly could be other questions, Oh, you sure. know, but, you know, obviously, but, but we really feel that these 20 questions are really going to get you started in the right direction of having meaningful conversations with your retirement planner, with our firm, whoever you choose to be your partner in retirement, these questions should be answered. And so what we did was we, as you know, we created this uh, top 20 questions and it's on our website. Uh, our listeners can just go to the website at crescentcityretirement.com, put in, you know, your information and they'll email you in a PDF. It's printable or you can, you know, we'll send it right to you. The top 20 questions that we should all be asking before we retire. And uh, we have it in a PDF. We just want to send it uh, to whoever wants it. And so uh, we think it's it's good. Well, that's great. And yeah, we've been over the last few shows, we've been going over these questions and I think we're about halfway through, but maybe you could recap really quick for our listeners out there, the first 10 before we get into the second half here. Absolutely. So I'll do that. So we're not going to go deep into the, uh, the answers, but no. we are going to read the first 10 questions just as a recap. So the first questions or actually the first four questions are going to be wrapped around estate planning or enhanced planning, uh, as we, um, as we like to call it, enhanced planning, estate planning. So first four questions around that question. Number one was what estate planning documents should I have to avoid legacy planning mistakes? So what documents should I have in place? Uh, that was question one. Question number two, how do I leverage what I have for wealth transfer? So for people that are interested in passing their assets on in the most tax efficient way, they really want to leverage what they are passing on. That's the question. How do I leverage that? Now, let me just say 
that not everybody it, it doesn't mean that all these questions are or on a scale from one to ten or a you know a ten for everybody. Some people might say. I'm not really worried about wealth transfer. I'm not worried about how much I pass on. We're more worried about, you know, just enjoying our our lives in retirement and then whatever we pass on, they'll ultimately get. So it really depends on the person. But let's face it, we want to make sure we're tax efficient, which we're, we're transferring. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're giving more to our heirs and, and leaving it in the family uh, and not, you know, if you will, paying undue taxes. Uh, that didn't need to happen. But how do I leverage what I'm passing on? A wealth transfer. That's question two. Question three was, what are the most tax efficient assets to pass on to my heirs? So out of all of my assets, my after-tax money, uh, my Roth IRA money, my traditional retirement money, pre-tax, after-tax, you know, what are the most efficient assets to pass on to my heirs? That was question three. And then question four was, how do I handle a spendthrift, special needs, or minor beneficiary? So spendthrift is, you know, someone that you might have as a beneficiary that you feel, you know, couldn't handle a bunch of money at once, and you're trying to structure some income for that person. You feel that would be more beneficial. Uh, or special needs, if you have a special needs, you know, someone in the family, child, grandchild, a niece, nephew, somebody with special needs or minors, you know, you have, let's say grandkids, you want to set something up for, you know, college fund or that sort of thing. So the question is, how do I handle a spendthrift special needs or minor beneficiary? So that was the four uh, estate planning, legacy planning questions that we uh, think are important to ask. And then we got into health care and long-term care. That was question five through eight. And uh, question five was, what is the average cost of long-term care? So we know under the health care planning, we have, you know, medical care, hospitals, doctors, and long-term care is what once you get discharged from, let's say, a hospital or you have some type of illness, you either go home or assisted living or a nursing home to recover. So the question is, what is the average cost of that? Uh, that's question five. Question six was, if I require long-term care, how do I protect my assets and remain independent? So if somebody says, well, you know, yeah, what if I get sick? You know, what if I have a stroke? What if I, you know, have a health issue and I need long-term care? The two primary objectives typically are going to be to protect your assets and to remain independent. And so that's what question six was. Uh, how do you do that? Uh, question seven was what does Medicare pay for as it relates to long-term care? So we know at 65, we'll get Medicare, uh, part A and B, or we may be on a Medicare Advantage plan for hospitals and doctors. But the question seven is what does Medicare pay for as it relates to long-term care? Does it pay everything? Uh, and of course, you know, the answer to that is no. Uh, and what I would say, you know, and to our listeners, if you have been, you know, involved with a family member or a friend or a spouse or a, uh, someone that uh, has re required long-term care services, you know, in your own family, if you're experienced with that or if you've been exposed to that, you know that it can be, you know, a daunting uh, time. You know, it's expensive. You have to start figuring out, you know, where this person's going to receive the care and how we're going to pay for it. So, 
Uh, question seven, what does Medicare pay for as it relates to that? We, we want to know that. And then question eight on long-term care was what are examples of long-term care environments, meaning where do people recover? Uh, what are the environments? Where, where can they go to recover? And I can just say, obviously, most people want to stay home uh, right. and recover. Yep. And that, you know, typically. And, uh, and I will say, Tony, you know, not to, to digress too far into this, uh, but we have more options today to be able to stay home than we did in the past, okay? I mean, now with the services that are available, I mean, you have meal services, uh, you have more transportation services, uh, you know, with DoorDash and, you know, all kinds of transportation services. Then there's, you know, widening doors, doing all kinds of modifications to the home. You know, uh, with technology even today, we can build a plan of care, if you will, uh, for someone who needs to, that needs care, whether they need, you know, transportation, they need, you know, a sitter to come a couple of days a week or somebody to help with activities of daily living. But the services are more uh, plentiful today than they were years ago. And so I guess what I'm saying is the, the likelihood of someone with the proper plan of care to be able to stay home uh, is, is, is much greater because of the, the availability of services that are available. So um, anyway, uh, that was question eight. And then question nine was starting to get into income and social security. And so um, again, the first four questions was all about estate and legacy planning, how things are going to pass on. Uh, the questions five through eight are more about health care planning and long-term care. And then nine through 12 are questions as it relates to income and in retirement. So uh, I think that's probably where we left off, Tony. I think we talked about question nine last time in 10 uh, as it relates to income. Question nine was how do I determine how much net income I will need in retirement? So that's a foundational piece of a retirement plan is going to be how much income someone's going to be looking for in retirement, right? Right. It's, it's going to be, hey, we're, we need income, not just to pay our expenses and bills, but also, you know, you're thinking in terms of, of lifestyle. Um, you know, what are we going to do in retirement and, and how much income? And, and then, of course, we have in bold – uh, as you see there, Tony, the word net, right? Because, you know, we have to factor in taxes and health care. Uh, we know there's going to be federal taxes to pay and state taxes to pay. There's going to be health care costs. So when we think of the term net, we're thinking of after taxes, after health care expenses, take home, right? What are we going to be bringing in every month? Uh, and we even use the example, if you remember, ING that, you know, with the big orange lion, I don't know, it might have been 15, 20 years ago, they were even talking about their whole slogan was, you know, what is your number? Um, and that's what they were talking about. You know, like, what is your income number when you retire? Right. And so that was question nine. How do I determine how much net income I'll need in retirement? And then question 10 was what is the best strategies 
to maximize my social security benefits. So that's what we covered over the last couple of shows. Is that right, Tony? Yeah. Yeah. And we covered a lot of ground there. I mean, that's, that's a lot. And, uh, and now we're on to number 11, um, which of course has to do with taxes. <laughs> it seems like they're always, uh, creeping their way into financial planning and especially retirement planning. Um, one thing I did not know before I started working with you, Anthony, is that my social security can be taxed. So a lot of people want to know, uh, what's the 11th question then? Yeah. So the 11th question is how can I lower the, my taxation or the taxation on my social security benefits? And so let me just say that if income planning is really the foundation of any retirement plan, which we certainly believe that it is, Social security planning is really the foundation of your income plan because your social security strategy and how you're going to maximize social security can really make such a big difference in your overall retirement income plan. So yes, question 11 is what about the taxation on social security? And so the answer is, as you know, Tony, that the social security income that you're receiving can be taxed. Well, first of all, it can be all tax-free income, or it could be taxed up to 85%. So anywhere from zero to 85% of your Social Security income can be taxable. And so what's important, and of course, you know, we can get into it, right? The provisional income and how the calculation is made, but at the end of the day, the way the distribution strategy is put together and how things, how we're going to draw off of different assets and how we're going to be, get the most, uh, you know, uh, tax friendly result is going to be how we structure the income planning. And so as we kind of alluded to in the, in the beginning of the show, you know, everything is taxed differently. Uh, after tax money is taxed differently let's say dividends, ordinary dividends, qualified dividends, uh, capital gains. So things are taxed differently, right? Roth IRAs are taxed differently than traditional IRAs. Uh, Social Security, of course, can be taxed differently. So when you're building a retirement distribution strategy, you're really looking at all of those assets and seeing how the best way to to, uh, to structure that income so we can get the best result as it relates to taxes. And I guess, you know, too, Tony, uh, that, um, uh, how assets pass on. Okay. And what the best assets there are to pass on in the most tax favorable way. That's also very important, but yes, how can I lower my taxation on my social security benefits? You know, with after-tax money, sometimes people are generating dividends and interest and income inside of uh, after-tax uh, accounts that they're just reinvesting. But of course, that's showing up on their on their tax return, and it's causing uh, their income, their taxable income, to to increase, even though they're reinvesting the money and uh, potentially uh, costing their social security to be taxed higher. So. It really, Tony, the answer is we have to structure a tax favorable distribution strategy. And uh, that 
is done with, you know, really good, sophisticated uh, software and uh, and really looking at the tax implications of all assets and distributions before <laughs> before we, we take the money out. And so that's uh, tax planning and uh, tax, you know, distribution planning. You know, we often say uh, tax preparation is really after the fact, right? I mean, we all, you know, in January and February, we start gathering up, you know, our W-2s or 1099s and we and we go get our taxes done, right? Our tax uh, preparation. But tax planning is done throughout the year. Uh, after December 31st, it's, it's you know, the door is shut. And so we just need a good uh, tax uh, favorable distribution strategy. What do you have? I think we have time for one more question, Anthony. Question 12 is what portfolios should I invest in for my retirement? So when you think about portfolios or model portfolios, they all have different volatility, different risk scores, if you will. And the risk scores could go anywhere from a zero, which would really be no volatility at all, to a hundred, which could be a you know very volatile portfolio. And so, depending on how that portfolio is going to be utilized in your retirement income plan, is a big part of you know of of of, of what we need to answer that question. Meaning this. If you have a portfolio where you're going to be drawing income from it in a year, and let's say the time horizon, and here we go with time horizon, right? Let's say from the first year to the fifth year in retirement, the structured income from the, uh, from, for your retirement plan is going to be coming out of portfolio A. So the time horizon is anywhere from a year to five years uh, to start drawing income that portfolio has to look differently than let's say the portfolio that we're not going to be drawing from maybe uh, for the fifth year to the 10th year in retirement. Right. Right. So, so, and we've been talking about in financial planning and we've all, we've talked about time horizon uh, ever since we started investing. Right. I mean, we all agree that a 40 year old, can take on more risk than a 60-year-old. And, and the reason why we would say that's true is because, you know, the 40-year-old has more time before they have to start drawing from the, from the investments. So they have a longer time horizon. Well, that same philosophy uh, applies in retirement. The portfolios that we're going to utilize uh, in the shorter term uh, of retirement have to look differently, more conservative, much less volatile, more income oriented than maybe portfolios that you're going to utilize 10, 15, 20 years down the line. So the question 12, which says, what portfolio should I invest in for my retirement? You, you have to start with how much income are we going to need in retirement? Where's the income going to come from? And when are we going to need to start drawing income from these particular models or particular portfolios? So 
it's going to, the answer is it's going to determine when the money needs to be available to start drawing income. And I would say, Tony, when you start thinking about the pieces, parts of a retirement plan, obviously investments and the portfolios uh, and how they're uh, invested and when we're going to use that money, all that's important. Social security planning, your social security strategy is important. And any other defined benefit plans, maybe you have pensions from from the company that you worked for, annuities, any type of structured income, that's also a piece of your overall retirement income plan. And ultimately, it all has to just simply be coordinated. Mentioned it before on past shows, uh, but we're almost out of time today, Anthony. The show just flew by. Uh, but before we go, let our listeners know how they can get this tool, how they can get a plan in place and talk to you about this. Yeah. So again, thank you so much for joining us. I, I know we, you know, it's a lot of information and I hope it's not, you know, doesn't seem overwhelming. We're very methodical. I mean, we really think that, you know, if you have a structured plan, uh, that's so key you don't want to go into retirement just thinking, well, I'll just pull money from here or there when I need it. I mean, you can certainly do that, but that's not going to produce the best results. And so we would just encourage you, if you don't have a formal retirement plan, or if you'd like to just simply compare the plan you have with uh, a plan that we would put together, it's no cost uh, for our radio listeners. You just have to let us know, call the office at 504-828-2171 and just say you heard Anthony and Tony on the on the radio and you'd like a complimentary uh, consultation. We can do it by phone and get to know each other. And if you'd like to put a plan together, we'd love to offer that to you. So I just encourage you that if you don't have a formal retirement plan and you'd like to see how one would look, uh, we're happy to do it for you. All right. Thanks, Anthony. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Keys with our host, Anthony Congemi. Thank you for listening to Retirement Keys. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Congemi at Crescent City Retirement Group. Call 504-828-2171 or visit the website at crescentcityretirement.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or enforced by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.